0: Good morning and welcome at that time once again the patriot radio news hour we are live today on this monday the 16th of april the dreaded uh you know tax day i guess cuz the 15th was on a weekend i think it, i think don't quote me cuz i mine are already in but got to have men got to pay uncle sam what is owed and unfortunately it's not nearly enough. I apologize for Friday. That was beyond our control. We were actually Ramon and I we were getting ready to go on. We had Colorado hooked up and we were ready to go. It was about a minute before the show was going to go on and all of a sudden we had nothing. There was no power. Uh, Ramon uh, was telling me I guess there was some work being done in the building and Somebody flipped the wrong switch and cut all the power <laughs> to the studios and and not the power they had lights at at the station, uh, but all the studios went dark and and it took them a while to figure it out and nonetheless uh, we apologize but it ha- it happened you know it's live radio you never know what's gonna happen I know uh, KXXT was down for a while with with nothing and then it, Ramon was able to get. I think a show from March or something like that up and running. Uh, and, and I know Colorado was running the tape as well. That was uh, not of our making, but apparently they did not want me uh, to educate you all before the weekend. But we're back here today. Our toll-free number, 800 I'm etching it into your brain. More and more. I mean, it's almost daily now where you start seeing – all of these signs that right, we're, we're getting ready to pay the price for what they quote-unquote fixed uh, during the financial crisis. Uh, big news in the bond markets. Again, the yield curve uh, flattening. It is pancake flat. Matter of fact, the seven-year note. Is a I think like four hundredths of a basis point away from being uh, returning more than a ten-year note. Right, that's the bond inversion curve. Uh, the two-year Treasury uh, hitting prices that we haven't seen in a decade. Uh, now returning what two point four percent on a two-year note. Of course, try to get a CD from your bank for that. It's not going to happen. Uh, the website at allamericangold.com uh, Obviously make that part of your daily routine Keep yourself in the know I mean we had uh, bombs in Syria We had a a former FBI director out on, on his book tour And it just, you know, I, I won't comment a lot Because I'm sure all these other shows will handle it But just ridiculous uh, But it just highlights Everything that's wrong with America. We are a country divided. And, and you know what? And it happens more with ec- economic issues than anything else. And it's just uh, another symptom of all the things that everyone's going Because you know what? They don't know what... No one knows what to do. And the Chinese and the Russians, they, they keep doing what they've been doing. We had... Uh, news out of the bond traders in Japan. Remember last week I told you for the first time hey, there's days where no bonds get traded at all. And they're talking about how the bond traders now are only working a couple of days a week because there's no orders, right? You know, there's nothing for them to do uh, as all of the turmoil that the central banks have created are are coming home to roost we got comments out of Citigroup today we got comments out of morgan stanley today and we've got comments out of multiple federal reserve uh president of course all of them count uh you know contradicting each other well you know we, we need more hikes the other one we don't need hikes and 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 we're we're back to that game again and, and the reality is is no one really knows what to do and and was able to find the Federal Reserve, you know, because we know the government prints out multiple unemployment reports, and there's also multiple inflation reports, and one of them that the federal, this is a Federal Reserve report, talks about what they call underlying inflation. And I was fascinated because I'm like, underlying inflation? What could that mean? What could underlying inflation mean? Because I've never heard of it. They don't talk about it on the TV. You know, they they talk about the CPI. They talk about the PCE and, and all of these other. Oh, this is the Fed's favorite model and this favorite model. Apparently, they have another model that more directly uh, puts what the real... Well, I'll say this. Even this number was, wasn't was high enough, at least in my household. Uh, but they they are tracking inflation that is approaching somewhere in between 3 and 4%, which they say is underlying inflation. Of course, well above that 2% target that they've been talking about. But I've been telling you for a long time... That two percent target, right? That just got created, like in the last ten years, right? They just made it up, right? We want to go to to a uh, rules based, like like somehow the economy we can you know put it in and, and make it follow a bunch of rules. Problem with the rules are, you know what? The Chinese don't care what the rules are. Of course. was just the introductory price. We'll tell you how that ties into what Citi and Morgan Stanley said. Payton Radio News Hour, don't touch that dial. 800 9510592. You know, we try to stay focused here on financial. What's really happening? Right? And what can we do? How do we get ready? How do you prepare? Right? We know. The cycle in Wall Street has ended, right? This is what the volatility is showing us, right? We've hit this point now where they, they've they exhausted all of their their, I guess, their understating and mispricing of debt that allowed Wall Street to overpriced itself and now we've got all this volatility which always signals the end uh they they came out with a bunch of inflation data last week right we talked about cpi up 2.4 percent and they have another what they call in-house inflation number it's called the uig and that is the underlying inflation, right? That's what it, it, it is up at now. They say above 3%, and they're correlating the rise of inflation with the fall of the dollar and saying that the two are tied together, uh, and that the Federal Reserve is behind the curve. And, of course, I'm telling you, listen, the Federal Reserve knows 2% isn't big enough. You can't support the debt at two percent. And then Citigroup comes out with a note to their clients, and, and you gotta follow these things because you're not gonna hear it on TV. They're not gonna talk about it, right? But but this is what they're really telling all of their 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 big customers. You know, and of course we're starting earnings season. And you hear it all the time, right? They're talking about, it's going to be the best since 2011. Well, it should be. Right? We just took the tax rate and took it from 35% to 21%. I mean, it should be like the best ever. And so far, so far, it hasn't been that great. The banks all came out, right? We saw... J.P. Morgan, Citigroup, Wells Fargo, B of A was out today. They were okay. All of them reporting better profits, not because business was better. I mean, they had, you know, like, like they had pockets that were better. Well, we were better here, but we had more charge-offs. We weren't so good over here, but we were good over there. You know, typical of these big banks. But all of you know, really... We we just paid less in taxes. And yet, when you start looking at what's really happening, Citigroup said that the United States and Europe, things are starting to look like they're slowing down. Of course, we're supposed to be speeding up. They said unexpectedly soft results resulting in the first negative print in their global echo surprise index, they call it. It's the most negative since 2016, and more notably, they have what they call an OIS curve. And this is kind of, it tracks growth in interest rates, and, and it, they, they make it sound really complex, but it's really not. They kind of take growth and in interest rates and try to determine where they are in the rate hike cycle. For the first time in 13 years, so that puts us all the way back to 2005. And really, everybody, in, at least in, in Phoenix, maybe not Denver, but Phoenix was 05. Things were already starting to go the wrong way. Right, The housing, when we had a huge run-up, I think Phoenix was one of those places we felt the housing bubble a a little sooner than everybody else. uh, J.P. Morgan was the clearest confirmation. So first we hear from Citigroup and then J.P. Morgan both that the U.S. economy is in a very late cycle. Right? And we see that because of the volatility. It, it's right there. Right? And they talk, oh, we can't see a bubble. We can't see that. It's right there. A yield curve inversion harboring on a recession. Right? And, and it's going to come. And you see it now like today. We've almost got there. According to their data, Citigroup's entire macro-weekly notes. The bank went so far as to calculate that the Fed has already moved into slightly restrictive territory. So Citigroup's saying, hey, uh, the Fed's got to keep raising rates, and all of our data says they shouldn't be. Because we're slowing down, and the Federal Reserve's missing it. Further tightening from here will be a growth in risk asset negative. Okay, so growth in in risk asset, that's Wall Street. Negative. The Fed should end its tightening cycle. A warning flag that stagflation may just be around the corner. Of course, you know I've been telling you. I'm not that smart. I'm really not. But yet I've been telling you this is it's it's obvious what's coming, right? It's it's unmissable. Right? If you just put your textbook down, if you put down your your economic theories for just a minute and look at what really is happening, it's obvious. Morgan Stanley. Talking about where they think the real value is in asset prices or the stock market, and when and you hear this now, and you're talking about people out there making the arguments now that they, you know, Wall Street's it's fairly valued now after the huge tax cuts, which obviously means before the tax cuts it was way overvalued, and now they're trying to argue that they're fairly valued. Morgan Stanley, over the weekend, said, not so fast. It may be fairly valued if you use manipulated data. What we are looking at is what we define as real value. So Morgan Stanley coming out in a note to their clients, Michael Wilson, who's their chief equity strategist. And he said, hey, you know what? We, we, we started putting things together here, and we got a problem. And, and what problem was it that they were having a hard time figuring out? And the answer was they were having a hard time figuring out what the real value of the market was. He says, you know, we're 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 connecting all these dots, and and we're putting in all of this data that the government's putting out, and the Federal Reserve's putting out, and all it. We can't get it to add up, right? And, you, and and imagine, right? These guys live on data, right? That's all. You know, this is what stock investing has turned into, right? And they got their charts and their graphs and all their, their, their moving averages and their indexes and all this other stuff. And he said that they just couldn't get it to add up. We think that it's very clear that there have been three secular bear markets okay the first one pretty obvious 1929 to 1942 see he's got that one right right the 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 first great Depression ended because of World War Ii not because something the Federal Reserve did not because of some government policy but because Europe was essentially in rubble the next one was from 1967 all the way to 1980, right? We know we had, we had an inflation problem. Remember the hyperinflation of the 70s? Well, according to real value, that was a 13-year ordeal. Then he said the next one was from 2000 twenty eleven. Right? And you think about, hey, that makes sense. And obviously the first one we were on the gold standard. Right? 1933, the central bankers with when they, they had essentially bought Congress, bought or married Congress, right, <laughs> took away our gold because they said it was gold's fault. Right? And then remember the first Big run in gold. That's sixty seven to nineteen eighty. Of course, you couldn't really own gold or do anything in gold until the early seventies. But of course, remember, gold hit a top eight fifty in nineteen eighty. Then he says from two thousand to twenty eleven. Right? Gold went to nineteen right, two hundred fifty to nineteen hundred. But it's what he says now that is very interesting. We've determined these ranges by looking at the price of the S&P 500 adjusted for inflation and currency depreciation. What is the real price of the S&P 500 doing, right? And that was normal ways of looking at it. But then he notes that there's a problem due to the changing methodologies of the consumer price index that is no longer a true measure of inflation. We can no longer accurately track what is real. Therefore, we have decided to use the price of gold as the proxy to the true value of a dollar over a long period of time. And this is again this is Morgan Stanley. It ex- it explains why central banks had to step in in 2011. Right? So using the price of, of gold as the index, he says that using gold instead of the cpi as a true real value and that in his chart they present a chart of the s&p 500 he says it looks like the next cyclical bear market may have already begun So, when you look at the SP 500 and you strip out the phony data, but get rid of the phony data because they manipulate it, right? They manipulate unemployment, they manipulate inflation, they manipulate everything because they want it to fit into the little economic theories that they created by reading textbooks. And now he says that the new bear market is upon us. He's looking at a 50% correction in Wall Street. That's the average. Now, I don't know. But I do know that it's interesting that when you take and you strip out all the phony data, that J.P. Morgan says if we just stick with gold and we use gold as the proxy... It looks like we're starting the next bear market. Isn't that, isn't that what it really feels like? Patriot Radio News Hour, halftime on a Monday.
1: This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. A daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly and continuing to uphold her legacy by honoring family values, opposing radical feminism, and representing a conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin.
2: Our national motto, In God We Trust, has long been a favorite target of atheist groups who want to remove public references to God. Now they're at it again, this time in the Missouri town of Wentzville, which opened a brand new city hall last November. The dais in the new council chambers features the phrase, In God We Trust. The display, which was privately funded, attracted attention in January, when an atheist activist, who isn't even from the town, came to stir up trouble. Sally Hunt from the neighboring county protested that the sign was clearly an example of government-advancing religion. She insisted that many city residents agreed with her, but were too afraid to speak up, she claimed, for fear of being bullied. In her initial speech at the January City Council meeting, her badgering of the mayor and abuse of her allotted time resulted in her being peacefully escorted from the meeting. Word spread quickly of her opposition to In God We Trust, and by the February meeting, hundreds of Wentzville residents gathered at the new City Hall to support our national motto. Nearly 500 people turned out, with an estimated 90-95% to of the crowd in support of the motto. A mere handful supported the atheist activist's position. But this issue is far from over. It's now appeared on national TV, and this local atheist, Sally Hunt, is calling in reinforcements from the Freedom From Religion Foundation and other anti-Christian groups. Wentzville, Missouri, Mayor Nick Guccione and the Board of Aldermen aren't budging, however. Guccione says that the sign absolutely isn't about religion. It's about national pride. Quote, the overwhelming majority is in support of what we've done, he said. I don't understand why it's offensive. I will not take it down. I will stand strong on it. I do believe it's our national motto, and it promotes patriotism. The Wentzville Rotary Club also privately funded In God We Trust decals for all of the city police cars last year. Here at Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, we are happy to see a city government that's unafraid to support our American heritage, and we hope they stick to their principles and inspire other towns to follow suit.
1: This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. When America turns our back on our Christian heritage, we shouldn't be surprised when biblical precepts like honesty, kindness, respect, justice, and freedom are abandoned. At phyllisschlafly.com, we still believe in rights endowed by our creator. If you agree, find out more at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report.
0: 800 is our toll-free number. I've got a, really a, I don't know, I'm sure we have in in the 22 years we've been uh, coming to you and doing this show, and the thousands and thousands and thousands of customers, tens of thousands of them, that we've helped over the years. I'm sure we've run this item, uh, but today they, I got emailed from the largest wholesaler in the world, and and they had this an item that they said, "Hey, you need to look at this." It's the lowest premium ever. So I always... You know, when you see stuff like that, that catches your eye. All right. I like that. What is it? PCGS and NGC Mint State 64 $20 St. Gaudens was the item. And, and, of course, you know, we don't really do a whole lot of graded stuff and when we do it's like you know 61 62 every once in a while a 63 but when you when you get up to the 64s and 5 I mean you're getting pretty high up the scale and remember you're talking about 10 grades higher than the ungraded coins that we normally sell and an ungraded saint. If you wanted some saints from us today, they're fourteen hundred and twenty bucks. Gold thirteen fifty. Well, thirteen forty nine. It's up four dollars in change. Thirteen forty nine in change. Let's round up to call thirteen fifty. The MS sixty four saints. They're fourteen hundred and ninety five dollars today. Yeah, right. I know, right so Wendy's like, are you kidding me? Because we watch this stuff all the time. Going back to 2016, 2015, 2014, then we went back to 2008, 2007, 2006, and then I even went back to 2003, 2002, and 2001. And, and in our in our shipping room we have these binders and each one of the you know like a big three ring school binder and and in these binders it's a year's worth of data and we've got 1998 1999 2000 2001 two, three, 4. and we got every every year and it's a week by week analysis of gold prices. And you can, and they got one of the, the coins that they use every time is a Mint State 64. That price is on there. So you can look at what the spot price is and then what the price of an, or, and when I say price, this would be cost to me, right? Because that's what I, I, you know, I'm a dealer, so I'm looking at what what should I pay for these items. If this was 2016, my cost on this item 1,675 dollars. Okay, I've got them retail today at 14.95. 2014 1,725 dollars. Right? And, and I went back, and I, I did, I pulled like nine different years. All of them were somewhere between 24 to 28% above spot. So if you took the spot price and multiply it by 28% or 24% or 25%, that was the average cost of a mint state 64. Today, the retail price is 1495 where the cost, if you blended the cost from 2014, 2015, and 2016 with today's spot of 1350 my cost should have been about 1700 bucks, and we probably would have sold it for, I don't know what, 1825 bucks, something like that. So you're saving, you know, when, you, when we think about 1825 less, 1495 it's like $330 less than what it should be. We'll take a shot at them, right? This is, uh, you're going up the scale a little bit, actually quite a bit. These are all PCGS and NGC certified. 1495 bucks at 800 It's an extra, what, $75 to go up 10 or 11 grades. Uh, That's pretty good value. Uh, So if you're one of those people, I know that a lot of you out there listen, but you don't buy from us because you like the graded stuff and you like it to be certified and authenticated and it comes in the, the hard plastic case. I mean, it's beautiful and all that stuff. Well, here's your opportunity eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. I had to bring this one up because this is here's everything that's wrong with what's happening. You know, you look at whether it's the pensions, the debts, and, and you hear these guys on Wall Street talking about you know, oh the earnings are going to be great. We, we we cut everyone's taxes. Should we you, you know I'm not a fan. I thought the tax cuts were terrible. Not for the individuals, but Wall Street didn't need a giveaway. I, and my real, here's what I really think. They knew how overvalued Wall Street was, and this was a way to kind of save it from, you know, we probably should be around 18000 right now. We've talked a lot here about debt. Debt has been mispriced. Right, this is what the central bank has done, to try to trick you into assuming things are going to be okay. And we kick the can down the road, and you kick the can down the road. Joseph Robertson, he's an eye surgeon. He retired as the head of the Oregon Health and Science University last fall. He's got a pension that pays him $76,111. And I thought, okay, that's that's a pretty good pension. You know, seventy-six dollars a year. Until I read the next sentence per month. We'll talk about the eye surgeon in Oregon when we get back. 800 951 0592. How does it happen? How? $76,000 a month for an eye surgeon in Oregon. He's not the only one. Mike Belotti, he was the University of Oregon's head football coach <laughs> for 13 years. Uh, he gets a pension of over 46000 a month. Because they take his pay, plus all the stuff that he did outside of his and licensing deals, shoe endorsements, right, all that stuff. All gets factored into their pension. And now the, the, the cities in Oregon are starting to hemorrhage. Because how it works is Oregon's public employee retirement system kind of like the CalPERS of Oregon, has told all its cities, counties, and school districts and other local entities that they need to contribute significantly more money to keep the system afloat. We've never even heard of Oregon having a problem until today. But trust me, you all got them. I don't care where you live. And I don't care if the state tells you they don't. You get to the point where you can no longer do more with less. You have to do less with less. Klamath Falls, city of 21,000 people, they get a bill twice a year from the pension system. The bill went up $600,000 from the first six-month bill to the second six-month bill, right? The city's had to stop repairing streets and bridges. Uh, Three River School superintendents said because of the payments to the pension system, (laughs) the school no longer has the money uh, to pay for teachers. Uh, Other schools or other cities talking about They don't have a police force anymore, that the police force is now less than what it was in 1970 and all these other things. And all these things are happening. Right? They want to tell you about earnings being great because the taxes got cut. The problem is when you look underneath the earnings, that's the only reason. Right? We're supposed to get the great economic growth. I'll say this. I don't want to know where we'd be without it. Could you imagine if we didn't have them? I mean, Wall Street would probably be it'd be down double digits percentage wise. Instead of you know, right now it's just kind of hanging around. And then you've got all of these these big, huge financial institutions. They're not saying it on TV, and you don't get the news. But it is why you listen here are telling their big clients, hey, listen, the things broken. Japan has days where the bond traders don't even show up because <laughs> no one's going to buy it. The bond curve, the bond yield curve, is getting ready to invert, and, and now we're sitting here and we're talking about uh, currency manipulators. Donald Trump was. Uh, tweeting this morning about China manipulating its currency and of course, you know, this trade war which was, you know, everything was going to be fine and great, not so fine and great. And now Morgan Stanley says, hey, we've got a new index. Matter of fact, we went back an entire century and we, when we used our new real value index, which is, we said, screw using all the manipulated data. We're not going to use it anymore. Throw the CPI data out. Throw the unemployment. Throw it all out. And just use one thing. gold. And when you do that, you see a chart that is very, very clear. We're getting ready to enter another cyclical bear market where gold's going to hit new all-time record highs. And then you think about what we did Thursday. Jeffrey Gundlach, one of my favorite guys, right? The guys that I trust. The guy that said at 2.63 on a 10-year note, the stock market goes crazy, and it did. A guy that has a hedge fund of over $100 billion because all the rich guys know he's the one that knows how to make money. He can see through the bull, if you will. And he gave a number. That number was one thousand three hundred and seventy-five million. To the ounce, as the point where when gold breaks that, add another thousand was his response. Right, we sit here today. Gold's up, what four four bucks, thirteen forty nine. Right, and we're we're right there. And you know we've been here for a while, right? And gold's been consolidating what what he calls the massive consolidation, and really. It's simple. The game's almost over, right? When when the market breaks, gold's going to roar. And now you have coincidence. You know, is it coincidence that now Morgan Stanley over the weekend came out with this whole new metrics? Right? You don't think they know? Don't care about earnings season, right? I. Listen, if you lowered my tax bill by 30%, yeah, I'm going to have a better earnings. <laughs> my earnings are going to be better. Unfortunately, so far anyway, so far, the earnings that have come in, that's the only reason they've been better. Patriot Radio News, our final segment coming up. Final segment on a Monday. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Today's special, and it's one we don't do a lot of. But I'm going to tell you this: I I can't believe it. And I've said that a few times in the last year or so. The the premiums I could not find anything close to this. Min state sixty 64- four. $20 Saints, and these are all they're PCGS and NGC graded. You know, they come in that hard slab case. They're $1,495. And it's the cheapest premium ever. And, you know, and and. The largest wholesaler in the world, and when they sent the email out to me, said as much. But I went back and I, you know, I, I wasn't going to take their word for it. I went and looked, and uh, right now that's about ten point eight percent or something like that over spot. Normal cost, and, I'll, and I'm, I'm going to average it on the low side, twenty five. Percent over, and on a mint state sixty four, you know we're going to add at least $100, 125 bucks to it. We just do, and and because it's a, an oddball item, you know we may have sold in in the whole twenty two years. I bet you, I, I I can almost guarantee you we probably sold less than a hundred of these, and and a hundred may be way too high. right? It could be less than fifty. And today, I'm telling you, you know what? If you're looking to get into the market, which you should be, right, start connecting the dots. I'm trying to, I'm trying to help you. A great way to do it. Fourteen hundred and ninety-five dollars. These things should be 300, 350 bucks more than that, just to get to an average price. Forget about the spike prices. I didn't even throw those in there eight hundred nine five one zero five and nine two MS sixty four twenty dollars Saint Gaudens gold pieces PCGS and NGC graded Mint State sixty four at fourteen hundred and ninety five dollars a piece. By the way, US Silver Eagles I'm ignoring I'm not even looking at the price. I'm not adjusting the price 390 a roll. Silver right now, uh almost sixteen dollars seventy-five cents. Uh so three ninety a roll. You're talking about what? Two dollars and seventy-five cents over spot? That's another great way to go. Either way, we've got you covered. Gold, silver, we got you covered. 951 9510592. And then I guess we'll wait and see what tomorrow brings. What is the president going to tweet? Uh, today he treated, uh, tweeted out about China manipulating its currency again. Again, this is one of the weapons of the trade war. Uh, has the dollar on a negative slant this morning? And again, the dollar, uh, which has been under pressure now for the last, what, year and a half, two years, uh, down 31 basis points at 89.49. And really starting to match up with all of these internal reports that we're starting to see come out from the hedge funds and the bank, kind of letting you know, right? This late inning cycle may be over. 9510592 Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back tomorrow. <music>